friends. I'm so excited to come your way this week with the finality of the word of wisdom on the subject pillars of wisdom. Last week, I touched on the foundation of knowledge. Now, I promised you that this week, I will be bringing you the knowledge of God. But before I proceed on, permit me to make this bold statement. Any human being who does not know God is not yet living. And I'll repeat it again. Any human being who does not know God is not yet living. Why am I saying so? Because you can marry your choice of spouse, gather fortunes, wear the best of clothing, work in a high-end company, put on the best of all crowns, travel around the world, preach on the most prestigious stage, but does not know God. You have not entered into the better life of eminent hopes and premier and imperial purposes. To know God is eternal because God is eternal and he dwells in eternity. So this is what John has to say in John chapter 17, the verse number 3b. And he says, this is life eternal to know God. That means you don't have to rejoice of your acquisition of wealth on earth, neither the places you've traveled to. But what is most important is where your soul and spirit will transient into when this earth you live in passes you by or you go away into the next life of yours. No matter how well you live on earth, without the knowledge of God, you don't have eternal security. And this brings me to the crust of my message on the knowledge of God. But let me quickly share with you what knowledge is. Knowledge is equal to information plus analysis. And information without analysis is worthless. It can even lead you into confusion and self-destruction. I mean, getting information is easy, but getting the appropriate information is not easy. It comes with analytical thinking. And that is why in this very time we live in, where social media has become so available for anyone to go on social media platform and express whatever they want to express. It is very crucial for you to analyze every information that you hear or you gather because a lot of people get information, they consume the information, but they don't assimilate it. They don't really analytically consider the information. And that is why it is very important that whatever information, whatever knowledge you get, you will have to sit down and analyze it in a critical thinking. Knowledge always leads to understanding and understanding also leads to wisdom. Knowledge comes from the Greek word gnosis and the Hebrew counterpart of knowledge is yahav, meaning to know. And this phrase to know means having intimacy. So if you read Genesis chapter number four, the verse of one, Moses made us to understand that when Adam knew his wife and she got pregnant, the phrase knew his wife simply means when they had intimacy, they had consummation, Eve got pregnant. So you will understand that to gain knowledge and obtain knowledge, it means you have to have an intimacy with a certain kind of information. And that's where analysis comes in. There are many and different kinds of knowledge. There is experiential knowledge, academic knowledge, 
and revelational knowledge all forms of knowledge are acquirable because it's based on facts and realities but the knowledge of god is revelational because god cannot be studied he is invisible he is eternal he is the infinite of everything so god can only be revealed not obtained nor acquired you cannot acquire the knowledge of god except it has been revealed to you this knowledge i'm talking about is based on truth and not on fact so the knowledge of god is based on truth and not on realities so i'll say that apart from the revelational knowledge which is the knowledge of god all forms of knowledge are limited for instance if we want to consider academic knowledge is confined to a specific discipline for instance i might have knowledge about literature and not chemistry that means when you change the subject matter from literature into chemistry you will see me very limited and in the same way you might have knowledge on fixers and not on chemistry and the minute the button switches you will find yourself wanting because why you are limited and that is why academic knowledge is limited in the same way, when we consider experiential knowledge, it's also limited to one's activities in life. A person's knowledge of experience in life is completely different from another. The fact that someone had a bad experience in marriage does not mean that another person is also going to have bad experience. It differs. Your knowledge on your previous job is different or might be different totally from your present one. This is why this type of knowledge is also limited. It's only based on one's experience in life. But when we come to the revelational knowledge, which is the knowledge of God, is above all boundaries because it comes from the source of truth. And the source of truth is God himself. Let's look at something quickly. In Colossians chapter number 2, the verse of 3, Apostle Paul said, In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge so you can understand that the treasures of knowledge is hidden and it can only be revealed to you or to someone through revelation of an intimacy with god so watch it very carefully one day jesus took the whole disciples to philippi's area and he asked them what do people say i am and then they told jesus about who the people say he is and then he switched onto them and said but who do you say I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. That means you're the Messiah. And Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. So Peter caught up a revelation, not of something that was written in a book. The true knowledge of God lies at the foundation of the revelation of his mystery. Why? Because God is mystery. That is why he is invisible. You can't see him with your physical eye. Therefore, you cannot go to school to acquire or obtain the knowledge of him. You cannot know him by reasoning, nor intellectual attainment, but by revelation and the gifts of God. So, God first revealed himself to creation as Elohim. But by intimacy, he also revealed himself to Abraham as Almighty and to Moses as I am that I am. So this knowledge of who God is to these individuals on different occasions and different times are revelation 
through their intimacy with God. When Moses went onto the mountain to meet God and take the Ten Commandments to govern the people of Israel, it was not something that was written down for Moses to go and study. God revealed and he gave unto him. He scribed it and gave it unto him through revelation and by his intimacy with God. As I have already said, the knowledge of God is also a gift he gives to whom he chooses. For instance, if you read Exodus 31, when God instructed Moses to build the temple, he said, I have given Bezalel the knowledge of all manner of workmanship. That means the guy had the skill, the ability, the insight of all manner of workmanship. It had nothing to do with his academical background. It was purely a gift of knowledge from God to be knowledgeable for a particular purpose, for a particular divine assignment. And so was Daniel and the three Hebrew boys in Babylon in the book of Daniel that God gave them the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of knowledge to have visions and interpret dreams. It is very imperative for you to know their knowledge of God through revelation. Now, with all these things, you've got to understand that the full knowledge of God is revealed and found only in one person and that is in the person of Jesus Christ. The fullness of the knowledge of God is revealed through Jesus Christ. And that is why Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, the verse number 10, that I may know him and know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. What was Apostle Paul saying? He has followed God all this while. But then he came back saying that, that I may know him. So all this while, Apostle Paul, who was very intellectual, he was a lawyer by profession, yet he said that I may know him. It is the intimacy that reveals the mystery of who he is. Now, let me explain what I mean. Because in the Old Testament, people knew God through the laws. So legal laws that were binding the people of Israel, they began to see the manifestation of the act of God, but they didn't know him. So they were seeing the things of God, not knowing God. So they were practicing things that they were not too familiar with. They were practicing things that seeming that it was God, but it was the things of God. So you can go to school, theological seminar, you can be religious, go to church on Sunday and Fridays and any day of the week, and yet you may not know God. Listen, the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Child of God, I want you to understand that to know God is to have an intimacy with Him, and to have an intimacy with Him is Him bringing the revelation of how you will know Him. Welcome to Time with Bishop Melvin London. Stay tuned. We hope you'll be blessed. Welcome back to this week, Word of Wisdom. For about two weeks now, I've been treating Proverbs chapter 9, the verse number 1, where King Solomon, the wise man and the great teacher, said, Wisdom has built her house. 
she has hewn out and set up her seven perfect number of pillars seven perfect number of pillars last week i dealt with one of the pillars which is character this week i will zero in by letting you understand that wisdom begins with the fear of god that means all true wisdom is in the fear of the lord why do i say that the holy book says this the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy one is understanding the knowledge of the holy one is understanding by me thy days shall be multiplied and the years of thy life shall be increased by me by the fear of the lord in wisdom thy days on earth shall be multiplied that means if you fear god it gives you the opportunity to live and enjoy the fruit of your labor and also thy years will increase that means year upon year time upon time you will go through elevation promotion expansion and that is what the principles of the fear of god does in a person who fears god so what is the fear of god if this is what is going to give me longevity of life on earth and give me promotion expansion elevation then it worth it for me to inquire what must i do to fear the lord in proverbs chapter number 8 the verse 13 he says and as we have seen by evidence the fear of the lord is to hate evil what must you do to fear god hate evil in job chapter 1 the verse of one down the bible says that there was a man by the name job who hates evil hey, a man who hates evil no matter how you go down you will rise up again because there's an increase there for you there's an elevation there for you and promotion there for you it means there are things that a man or a woman with the fear of god does not must not and cannot live by or live with must not cannot and does not live by or live with what are these things they cannot live with immorality immorality has to do with things that are wrong you don't get involved with things that are wrong you don't cut corners you don't want the short way or the short form of making life worth it you don't have to think you're smart and therefore you can go through the back door into the main place hey it is wrong it is immoral it does not give you that longevity of life because one day you'll be caught up what are immorality likes stealing is immorality lying is immorality there are people no matter what no matter the sentence they make they will have to tell lies 
they lie on people they exaggerate things they violate things they are sexual predators and they are rapists they hate people and corruption hey sometimes we live in countries and and by the state of the people and politician by corruption you see that the country or the geographical location is in deprivation is going down economically everything is going down and that is what corruption does i'm soliciting this unto you that fear god and hate corruption murdering is also another act of a person who does not fear god eschew from this hey a person who fears god also does not enjoy prideful behavior showing arrogant and superiority always thinking you're better than others they do things thinking they are much better and yet what comes out is nothing compared to how they pose themselves and they come out and also thinking people are unworthy sometimes people talk down on you sometimes people humiliate you and embarrass you and sometimes people rub in with their beauty their stature their certificate their cars and their houses thinking that that is what gives life but hey life is not in all these things life is in the fear of the lord another thing that a person who does fear god does not get involved arrogance they think they know too much more than what they actually does this is not the fear of god they look at people and they think people are so inferior and sometimes especially people who live in the city and people who live in a village they think people who live in a village are inferior sometimes people who haven't gone to school they have not had no education or the education is less they can speak fluent english and the people feel they are very inferior hey time changes be very careful who you think is inferior and sometimes they become so overconfident and disrespectful to others this is not the fear of god the fear of god is also not lying tongue the people as i've said they say all kinds of lies they forge truth they forge truth you will be caught but a person who fears god will be established and live long a person who fears god despises all forms of wickedness and wicked behavior a person who fears god is endowed with godly wisdom not worldly wisdom godly wisdom and not worldly wisdom so what is worldly wisdom worldly wisdom always has to do with self self-confidence self-esteem self-wealth and over priding and pricing themselves but godly wisdom is peacemaking a loving heart a heart full of mercy gentleness patience impartiality sincerity and honesty have god fearing in your life and your life will never be the same again i believe this has been a blessing and if he has share this let a brother listen to this send it on whatsapp on facebook share it and listen to it on youtube 
subscribe to my channel on YouTube, Bishop Melvin Langdon. Follow me on Instagram on Bishop Melvin Langdon, Twitter, Bishop Melvin Langdon, and also on all the social network platforms on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on podcast, and follow me and listen to the word of inspiration and it will transform your life. If it has been a blessing for you to be with me, I respect and honor you. Lift up your hands and let's pray. Eternal Father, I thank you. Give us the spirit of the fear of God that we may reverence you, we may submit ourselves unto you, and we may overcome all the impediments. We will not be prideful, we will not be boastful, we will not have lying tongue because you hate it, and we will have the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of the world. Thank you for this one who has listened and you have transformed their life in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe you were blessed by this message. God bless you for listening. For more messages of Bishop Melvin London, please follow him on his social media handles and you will be blessed.